I hear you. You guys, are we re recording? Uh, yeah. <laughs> are we? But I, not like, not I mean, like we for real. Be. <laughs> no, I, no, no, we are. I've We've been, been talking for like I, a half hour. Yeah. Did uh, we start this? No, this isn't the this isn't the pod yet. Oh, okay, okay, we gotta do this. We gotta go. Yeah, we gotta go. I didn't even do I the gotta, countdown. I got laundry yet. and all kinds of shit. Okay, well then, five, four, three, two, one. Hello, world, here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy, 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 and we're Hello. back with the happy hour. My name is David Ojay, and I'm at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com. And I am joined, as always, by Veronica. Yeah, I am at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And Beth. Hello, I'm at Eliza underscore B-E-T-H-A-N on Twitter. I don't know why I sounded like a Sesame Street character. <laughs> Just that I'm really sorry. Uh uh, 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 uh. Can we talk and, about Sesame Street quickly? I mean, of oh, course yeah. we could. David. We're also the happy hour at happyhour.com, and now we're going to talk about the Sesame Street. Here we go, Veronica, take it away. Uh, I saw a thing this week um, about how Sesame Street is now introducing a foster child, a foster Muppet. I saw that as well. And then with, with their, for now, mom and dad and everything, and I just thought, is there anything that Sesame Street doesn't do well? No. They no. do everything well practically all the time. No. It took me back to when my kids were I, – I, I watched it when I was little. And when my kids were like little, little, like one, two, they were entertained by this program mm -hmm. and educated without yeah. realizing it. And, you know, just sort of – Teaching kids, you know, sort of what common decency is and being friendly towards one another and all just all that stuff. And it's tied up into this hour of comedy for the kids. You know what I mean? Anyway, I was so impressed by that. Oh, and so just, they're just, just, they do everything right. They are the chef. They're so wholesome. Kiss. They are so wholesome. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yes. We need more wholesomeness in the world. Yes. Absolutely, we do. we do. There are 49 seasons of the Sesame Street, uh, numbering yes. 4,481 episodes. That's a lot. I have all of them on DVD. What? Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> That's impossible. Okay. <laughs> where would you keep that? Oh my God. I'm like, their own and where can I get it? <laughs> yeah. Incredible. <laughs> Apparently, still, some of the best comedy I've ever seen is from Sesame Street. Yeah. Oh my god, Telly Monster. What? Telly Monster. Telly Monster. He was he was on Sesame Street when I was a kid. Ooh. I don't know if he's still there. Maybe that he was, was he was hilarious after my time and before my kids' time. Telly Monster. He was purple and he had a big orange nose, and sometimes he wore ties. <laughs> Hold on, I'm sending you a picture. Only, They're so funny. I like the Bert sometimes. and Ernie videos. Did you watch those, <clears throat> oh, David? Oh, my. They are so good. God. I love Bert and Ernie <laughs> so much. They're so funny. Oh. I sat down and I was watching them with my son. And um, because he was... It also depends on the kid, like when they're little, little, if they respond to Sesame Street. Max really responded to Sesame Street. Mm -hmm. Sophia was more of a Teletubbies kind of kid. Uh... And by the way, 
Have you guys ever seen Teletubbies? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. What kind of an acid trip oh, I were the people <laughs> yeah. on yeah. that created this show? Every time I watched it and I saw her just like, Whoa. Well, then, did you see I'm the like, other one? Shit. It was like the, I don't know, it was like the blobbier ones. The blobbier ones? Yeah. Um, we had Tinky on. Winky, Dipsy, mm. Lala, mm. Poe, Teletubbies. Anyway, and then the sun with the crazy face and ooh, 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 and they don't talk? Oh, it was called Booba, the other one. Oh. It was weird. Oh. Yeah. I'm just like acid trip, like, ooh. Thinking... And even their houses and just everything. Thinking back and, in yeah. my childhood, we didn't have PBS where I was um, somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. And if we did, we didn't watch it. I right. don't remember what the hell I used to watch as a kid. <laughs> maybe nothing. Maybe you played you watched outside. Westerns, remember? I did play outside. There was a plethora of Westerns that my grandfather would watch. <laughs> I okay this okay that's also an education let me think about okay because I think we talked about this I don't know if we mentioned the podcast prior but I do recall all right it's coming back to me some in flashes yes Veronica I used to run around like a madman outside when I was a wee wee wee, wee <laughs> child um I lived in the middle of the woods uh, my grandfather was like you know he was the main breadwinner and he was a logger the logging operation was in front of the house. The entire front yard was essentially a lumber yard with his big rig and a, you know piles of wood everywhere. So I got to play all the time. That's awesome. It was cool. Huge acreage behind the house, so I just you know transfer around in the woods. But whenever I was in the house, I remember have I used to I had like fifty board games as I as a kid, and I would just play them. On my own, I think I would read the instructions and just put up pieces and I'd play the individual moves. And if I watched anything, I had VHSs, of course. You know, we had uh, cassette tapes. And I remember watching a lot of Pinocchio and... Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, and the, that, though, the one animated Hobbit movie. I used to watch that a ton when I was a kid. And then Die Hard Aliens and uh, Terminator. <laughs> because <laughs> we had all those on VHS for some reason. That sounds like an idyllic childhood. A very strange mix of morality there. Pinocchio <laughs> and then, you know, the Terminator. Die hard. Right. Well, the Terminator <laughs> taught Terminator's me... Terminator's a love story. It is, and it's also the story about, uh, you know, an anti-hero who decides, well, after a while, due to plot things, to save the day. It's like, oh, so bad guys can do that. There's gray in between the black and white, and that's what mm-hmm. formed my worldview. And then <laughs> Alien is just out of this world. Well, Alien, Sigourney Weaver, you know, taught me that yes. ladies can be badass. There it was. Totally. There and was. what about um, um, Terminator 2? Oh, and, and Sarah Connor, for sure. Of course. Absolutely. So early, Sarah on, Connor. early in my life, I was taught that women can kill. <laughs> and be very good at Fucking it. Fucking right. <laughs> so Damn straight. That oh yeah, and of course Star Wars. Yeah, we had a I had a ton of Star Wars yes. as well. But yeah, no a lot of Star Wars and the Princess Bride. No Leia's badass too. Yes, she is. No Sesame Street. <laughs> no Teletubbies. <laughs> the the only like Muppet kind of thing that I remember from from uh childhood it was a Fraggle Rock. 
That's the only one I really remember watching yes. as a kid. Come on, Fraggle Rock. Eh, eh. I never really saw that. Me but, either. Yeah. But I've heard but of it. It looked funny. It's also Canadian, so I don't know how I watched it. <laughs> they had it they had it here. They did, yeah, but I think it was made in Canada. I remember reading up on it one day. It's like, oh, well, Arthur it? is made in Canada, and they still make it for here. I've never watched Arthur either, but yeah, it's like no, a me neither. Thing. Yeah, I totally missed that <sighs> trend. I'm sorry. So anyway, Habs. Yeah, the Habs happened oh, yeah. sort of, kind of this week. Um, before we start recording, audience. Uh, <laughs> We had a whole half hour of just going on and on and on about stuff. Now we had to go on and on about our childhood Muppet stuff. (laughs) And now we're here. So the only thing that went on really this week that we can talk about is uh, the Memorial Cup and goddamn Nick Suzuki. Goddamn Nick Suzuki. But not only Nick Suzuki, also Joel Teasdale doing a bang-up job uh, on his team. Is he, you know, is he the Moosehead? Or is he with Ham? Or is he one of the the Huskies? Crap, I forget. Regardless, the Memorial Cup's still going on. Uh, The Guelph Storm. Husky, I think. I think you're right. The Guelph Storm are in the semifinals, I want to say, and that's coming up tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow. Yeah. So that's cool. That's something to do tomorrow. So because of the way things shook out, even though Halifax lost yesterday, then the three teams who were left. Um, were all had a two to one record. Yep, yep. Two and one record, mm-hmm. and so there was some. I I'm not really sure how the tiebreaker worked, but it it turned out that Halifax gets a free pass to the final, and um, tomorrow uh, the Storm and the Huskies. No, the Huskies. Yeah, um, fight it out. I'm to see who up, goes to the final. I'm looking up tie-breaking information right now. It was, oh my god. I asked on Twitter yesterday, and I got back this whole thing that by mm. the end of it, my head was spinning. Like, all of these sort of factors that go into it. But when I looked it up today, it turned out that uh, the home team is in the final. Yeah, And where, tomorrow it's the semis. Whoever is hosting. Yeah. That's what you mean? Not like home team, it's who's hosting, Oh, yes, right? the host yeah, team, yeah. the host team. That right. is such a crazy rule. I'm kind of new to the Memorial Cup because uh, last time we had a prospect that was worth a damn in uh, <laughs> at least to was this. Was before you amount. were a hockey fan? Well, almost, practically. <laughs> I didn't really care about the Memorial Cup, but now I'm fascinated by it. Three <laughs> yes, I am leagues, too. Three leagues have their own goddamn playoffs to decide a champion in all of those champions plus the host team duke it out. Yeah. In a round robin tournament. <laughs> I the round love, robin. I love round robin tournaments so much. They should be used all the time. I just oh that mm, I oh I love it. I love round robins. Love them. I don't know why. <laughs> just I love the layout of them. But Robins um, are a beautiful they Animal? are. They I are. got in a fight with one the other day. Well, not in a fight. Why but like... did you punch it in the <laughs> I face? Didn't, I didn't touch him. So there's a robin that likes to sit on our back on our fence along the side of the house. That fence is in the backyard, and that's by where I parked my car because there's eight million people that live in my house. So I have to park on the side. 
Well, what a goddamn jerk. And he likes to sit on the fence and look for worms because I guess there's a it's a it's a worm heavy area. Mm. And sometimes there's also bees because we have a lot of carpenter bees on our back deck and they like to be fuzzy and free. Um, mm. And he saw me walking out to my car one night and he like got all really big and fluffy. Like I watched him expand <laughs> and he started yelling at me and I said, sir, I please, need you to calm down your red breast. I'm just going to my car. <laughs> We are not going to have any issues. And he just kept yelling at me until I got in my car. And then I saw him again like two days later. And I just looked at him and he looked at me and I didn't say anything. And he didn't yell at me. And I got in my car and I drove away. Wow. Well, he showed you. He did. (laughs) Yeah. Jeez. Okay. I'm taking back everything nice I said about the Memorial Cup because their website sucks. (laughs) <laughs> just tell me who won and when. I know, exactly. It's like I was just, god damn it. I was just on the NHL website because eventually we're going to talk about a certain player. I was trying to find information on this certain player who's known throughout the hockey universe. <laughs> and I couldn't find a fucking thing through the NHL website. <laughs> it is, it, it's, a, it's an embarrassment to the internet. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. and that Memorial Cup one is too. It's just um, I just want to know how many wins did one team get? Tell me. <laughs> I recommend instead of going to a source, <sighs> just Google. That's what I did today. Google like the third hit had what I was looking for yeah. about the Memorial Cup. <sighs> And it wasn't from the Memorial Cup website, and it wasn't from the Guelph Storm website. <sighs> there is no God. Things just <laughs> in such disarray. Oh, wait a second. Results at... Wait, what? Excuse... Okay. That's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What happened to the internet? <laughs> Tell me what I want to know. What do you want to know? I'll tell you. All right, standings. Is there a standings? Is there a standings option on the website? No, there was like a week ago because I looked it up. I I got something now, Veronica. Thanks. I just I I, I see it now. Thank you. Yes. Okay. But this still isn't. Okay. Okay. Wait, that's what I'm looking for. Okay, got it. Okay, so the Prince Albert Raiders just got schlummoxed, like all throughout yes. the all throughout the. And the apparently, tournament. the WHL teams traditionally do pretty oh, badly at the Memorial Cup. That's too bad. Unfortunately. Yeah. That's well, too bad. Well, all the all the talents out east, mostly, or yeah, it seems yeah. right. Yes. Okay. Oh wow! It was a three-way tie. To determine who goes. Oh. I'm just picturing Didn't that I scene from the that? office. Yes, you did. I was just curious. I'm just picturing that scene from you the office. Just where, trying like, to verify. I knew you were right. I just wanted to see it in a pretty graphic. God. <laughs> Veronica <laughs> is a pretty graphic. I know. <laughs> Jesus, don't have to tell me twice. Oh. Do you guys do you guys watch The Office? At some point, we're going to do this live, like on video. Anyways, oh my no, lord, that's the seen... whole thing. I've seen I've seen the original British Office, 
and I've okay. never seen. I'm lying. I've I I watched the first episode of The American Office, and it was just a complete copy of The British Office. And I'm like, I've already seen this. Gotcha. <laughs> so there's a scene in the later season, one of the later seasons, where like, um, I think it's Andy, uh, Michael, and Dwight. They're all they all have finger guns. And they're all pointing at each other. <laughs> and that, like, just, that's yeah. just what I picture when you said three-way tie. I love that <laughs> that gift so much. <laughs> and then they're like, ah! Yeah, they, they, they all start to put their hands down, and then they all bring them back up at the same time. Oh, my God. Can you send that? <laughs> I will find it. I want to see it. My kids really want me to watch The American Office, and I, I, I'm not against it. I just watched the first American Office episode, and I just thought, why am I going to watch this? I've already seen it already. I think after, like, the second season or so, it yeah. d- beca- because the, the British one only went, what, two or three seasons, I think it, it get, gets more into its and own s- thing. Some specials, yeah. Yeah. Two, like, 12-episode seasons and then some specials. So, yes, I, I... It's not that I'm a snob about it. Because some people get very defensive about the fact that I won't watch The American Office. It's just that it, uh, to watch a remake for me, I It better be ask, remade. It be really good. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, with all of those characters, it must be one of these days. I'll go in. I've just got to get past that first season. That's usually how it goes with new, with new things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, Habs, uh, talked about the Guelph Storm. Good luck to those kids. Um, Nick Suzuki, may I just say, in the last game, in the last couple of games, I've been able to watch them. What? Because a- now they're I'm on jealous. Oh, my gosh. Yes, and think, well, you know, I ended up pirating it because pirate. But um, yeah. what? Okay, so <laughs> off, 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 off topic of that, but yet yeah, on topic. The They had the, the most charming um, tour of oh my god what was that town that they went to in between periods <laughs> I... Portmouth I... Nova you Scotia keep on cutting out I don't hear you oh oh Nova Scotia Port um... in Portmouth 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 maybe it was really good I don't know all the cities in Nova Scotia I don't know them either but apparently Portmouth Could is be. a city somewhere and they went there <laughs> and it was very nice <laughs> Aww. Yeah, I know. And then we watched, and then the hockey game came back on. But yes, Nick Suzuki. So Nick Suzuki, from what you know, up until then, I've only been able to follow the games along on Twitter, and he's always the guy that just puts the nail in the coffin for the other team. Like they'll be up by two goals, and the other team is desperately trying to get a goal you know, to come within one or to come tie. And he's always the one that just sails in, sort of stops the play, and then puts the fucking goal in the net. It's always him. He is the savior. He um. It's always him. In that last game, what he did, he just came into the zone, and everybody just kind of froze, terrified about what he was going to do. And he passed it like a beautiful pass. Mm-hmm. And then... Is that the play that I'm thinking of? And then they passed it back to him and he put it in the net. The other time he went around behind the net and somehow the puck got behind the goalie. Oh, yeah. He had that he's really very nice. very talented. He had that very nice uh, two-on-one. The thing is, he's another smart 
player. It's not just smart. The, it's not just the raw talent because he has that. Holy cow! Can he move and skate very well? If you give him like just a few feet of space, he's gone. Gone. Kid's gone. And um, yeah, he's a uh, he's gonna be at training camp. <laughs> Uh, yes. Oh my God. Yes. What I find most interesting about him is that in high pressure situations, he does not lose his cool. Uh, and then, as a matter of fact, he'll score a fucking goal. We are collecting robots. Because yes. Yesperi Kotkaniemi is the same way, unless you touch Carey Price and then he goes, you know, yeah. thin bear <laughs> he on his you. Mind. Exactly. Yeah. Which is great. We need more smart kids that play yes. the game. Yeah, just <laughs> yes. a cool customer. And there were some complaints on Twitter um, sort of uh, around the beginning of uh, 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 the playoffs in the OHL. And that was that he coasts. He's he skating, coasts. right? Yeah. He does this. He's just coasting. And it reminds me of Jonathan and whatever. And uh, I think it was in a piece by Arpin Basu in The Athletic where he wrote about how or maybe I heard him on the radio, but he was talking about how he, Nick Suzuki is consciously pacing himself during his shift, his shifts, because he's on for a long time. Yeah, so they need he, him. He's watching the play and trying to determine what he's going to do next, and it will look like he's just coasting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But he, he's mm -hmm. talked about how he does that because he has to be economical with his um energy yeah and so once he gets to the nhl it's going to be th the transition of you're on the ice for 25 seconds or 30 seconds and you've got to be full speed the entire time and it's a different mentality mm -hmm. but his shifts are much longer in um what is that what, what's that level called uh, ohl junior There's, is it junior well, yeah, because the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, same yeah, level juniors, and whatnot. Yes. So, yeah, just juniors, yeah. So, when you're in junior, it's 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 a different thing that you have to I'm just going to clock how long I get a DM about that one. No, um, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but seriously. Um, just like Veronica, like you said, uh, the transition from pacing himself in the in juniors and then getting to, like, the, the high octane of uh, the NHL yes. is going to be really yeah. interesting. But, man, that kid is smart, smart, smart. Yeah. And I'm sure I, he'll figure it out quick. I think yes. that him being buddies with um, KK is going to help a lot at training camp, too. I know. I, really, I love that they're friends already. So do I. I really wonder yeah. if he's going to start as a, as a centerman for the Habs. Because he's been I playing think... center with the Guelph Storm. And, of course, we're going to get into that, oh, well... Um, what's the word there? Um, develop, right? How are the mm -hmm. Habs going mm -hmm. to develop mm -hmm. him? And it's yeah. just what I mean, a even if they put him on a wing, either I, regardless of where he ends up, I think that him being friends with Kokanami is going to help him a lot because oh, yeah. they are very similar players, just with their whole mindset and yeah, the way they look sure. at things. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, <laughs> and I've. I, I was actually uh, pondering that very sort of the difference in their developments. Suzuki's older, mm -hmm. and 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 I I happen to think that the combination of Katkaniemi's maturity and poise 
And maybe having come from Finland, where he's been playing with men, yes. where he had been playing with men already, um, and then obviously what he showed in training camp from uh, the first game at development camp, where he was like just it just took him one game to get used to the big ice. After that, like it's just like the combination of that maturity and skill level and everything else, they decided okay he. He gets to stay in the NHL, and but it's different. Uh, uh, Suzuki's development path has been different because he's always been in Canada. He's been, always been playing in his age group, and maybe he's the kind of guy, um, like Gord Miller likes to say, we let him be the man in his league and just dominate in junior before making that leap. Like, what's the rush? Like, I I can understand. I think I understand why the development paths were different for, for these two players, especially because Kotkaniemi was playing outside of his age group. Yes. All, had been already. And he's so quite clearly mentally eh, mature. Right? Faux mm-hmm. show. For sure. Faux show. I agree. Yeah. It's, I'm just looking at the tandem and, you know, it's just going to be, I, whether it, hmm, I guess the question would be, so Suzuki probably rocket bound, unless like something crazy happens at training camp and he ends up being even bigger a prospect than we anticipate. But oh my God, him in Laval, Jesus, how unfair that's gonna be. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait to see it. And and the thing that I was really looking at is that yeah, Kotkaniemi is now. He's still 18, Kotka, right? His birthday is in the fall or something like that? July 19th or something like that? My God. Yeah. Because he he turned it in the day after his contract was signed. Right, right. So there's that. Suzuki's 19 currently. Yeah, he'll be 20 in August. Yeah, and Matei's 20 now. And he'll be, oh, he has his 21st coming up. Yeah, boy, get it. All right. (laughs) Good for him. He Good can already him. drink in Canada. Well, yeah, but then he can go to Vegas and just... Yeah, in Quebec especially. Bye. So there's... Goodbye. That's cool. Yeah, so high hopes for Nick Suzuki for sure. Aside from that, uh, the only other thing that's been kind of going on in Habs world is poor Thomas Tatar in Europe. Uh, Slovakia mm. were eliminated despite a win against Denmark. I think it was... Mm, was it Tuesday? Monday or Tuesday, I thought the game was. Uh, and they were eliminated. Uh, they did not medal, I don't think. But uh, Thomas, I didn't realize, was an assistant captain for his national team. And that's not nothing. That's awesome. That is super no, awesome. No, it's the fucking his national team. Mm-hmm. 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 Which is very cool. So uh, he'll be coming back home or staying over there. Really cool. Whatever, whatever his whole thing is, he'll start... Uh, Probably go on vacation, train a bit, then hit training camp with the Habs. Yeah. That's going to be super cool to watch, too. And that's all the news, Habs-wise, that I could think of. I have something like... What do you mean? There's more news. Well, news or talk about somebody? News. She meant news. What news news is that? There's the 7 p.m starts oh, oh that's right god i will which I, pisses me off i will believe it when i see it 
That, I mean, it just means 7.30 instead of 8. That's but. exactly what I said all the time. I, like, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, okay, well, that's 7.30 in Quebecois, <laughs> essentially. Because didn't they do the same it's thing last year? It's usually 14 minutes. Yeah, but even so. I don't so. think so. This is quite a big so. deal. And this it's not every celebrated. single game. There's still matinee games. Every single stuff. home game. Every single yeah. home weekday game. Right. Yeah. Right. So they yeah they snuck in a little conditional right there, but um, <laughs> yeah. no, it, it... which I hate because I work. Yeah. Yeah, and like those four thirty starts or seven thirty starts, um, I enjoy those because that means I get to watch almost two full periods. That's right. Instead of getting to watch just one period. Right. right. However, mm -hmm. I do get to enjoy the first half. With Dan and Sergio. And that is worth... So, exactly. Worth a I lot. I ain't complaining. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just a little. The, um... I'm trying to think then. I, like, I told my mother about that, and she was like, well, what do you mean you guys don't start on time? And I said, well... <laughs> because apparently Vegas, they start on the dot. 7 o'clock, bam, pucks down, let's go, get the game started. What? They don't sing the anthem? They don't do Well, the they anything? do it beforehand. They do it at, like, 6.58. They sing the anthem, then bam, puck drop, apparently. That's hmm. the way to do it. And I'm like, well, yeah, that should be the way to do it. The yeah, whole, I like that. Has that oh, is that only a Habs thing where they say, oh, yeah, I'll be at 7 o'clock, then, you know, 10.15, you know, we're getting back from the bathrooms in the pregame. It's an exaggeration. But. Yeah, it's always, and yeah, and it's always, um, it's even announced that way, like on TSN 690 when they're talking about the game tonight, you know, just 714 puck drop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's silly. Puck drop at 714. It's 2019. Drop the puck at seven. <laughs> Skip the anthems. We Let's have to yeah, take the anthems war. away. We don't need as much as I, I love Canada. Don't need take the them anthems. away. We don't need them. I, mean, when they, I don't need the anthems. When they win the cup, but after that, don't need it. Yeah, again. exactly. Jesus Christ. For like a for special occasions. At the playoffs. Every sure, game the playoffs. is special. Or the final. But not for the country. <laughs> Come exactly. on. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and a, all these players. That's a whole other. Do, when they're singing the U.S. national anthem, the, most of the players aren't even American. Nope. Right. Who the fuck cares if the team's based <laughs> exactly. in one? Exactly. There's two countries, and there's like. 15 countries of players that play in the exactly ah, right. uh, that's a whole everybody on the Habs is finished you can't even yep. talk about this to americans because then it becomes uh, a yeehaw where's my gun fucking debate yeah and it's like jesus christ yeah. buddy sit down i don't even like the star smuggle banner that much it's a song it is a exactly. song it's a calm yourself it's a poem with music you freaking flamer come on we should play Gregorian chants before the, the games instead. Uh, drop the puck. Yeah. <laughs> God, so. I love the puck. Oh my God, I love O Canada drop too. We were. Um... I don't need to hear it before my hockey game. Exactly. I just yeah. want the I want the hockey sound. It's not a hockey sound. Yeah. Yeah. So we know how speaking, we feel about that. Yeah. Speaking of hockey sounds, random thing. Um. So I have really bad sleep hygiene, which means I do things that you're not supposed to do before you go to bed. And so then I have trouble sleeping. Um, but one thing I started doing, which still contributes to my bad sleep hygiene, but it's fine. Um, but I go on YouTube and I listen to old hats games before I, while I fall asleep. And the hockey sounds are really soothing. They are. Yeah. Wow. They are. 
It's a good thing that we don't record video with our podcast because I was just making a face now like, what? <laughs> leading leading into the old Hab stuff. I was like, what are we? okay, I understand. Sorry. And I won't ask, but my face was asking and not my mouth. And I'm going to keep it that way. So there we are. You could just DM me, Dave. I suppose I could. I have a box set of, and I'm sure like, a lot of people have this box. A lot of people who are listening right now will know what I'm talking about. It's a DVD DVD box set of like memorable Habs games. Holy oh, cool. shit! And, you know, it's like the the best, biggest comeback in NHL history. That game that they were losing against five the Rangers, the Senators. Oh, that one! Yes, that one too. I think it was the Senators. The Rangers. There was um, a bigger fact, comeback with the I Rangers. I should know this. Maybe it was the Rangers, but um. There's uh, one of the 1986 uh, Stanley Cup playoff games against the Calgary Flames. Oh, wow. And it's very weird because the boards are ad-free. Oh, They're right. Isn't that a, such a cool thing? Man. It is so, like, I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm like, what's wrong with this picture? And then Gary there's no, Bettman happened. just happen. white hockey. Exactly. Just white boards man so old school nice old school and cool yeah it's a really cool box set yeah isn't that something you can get from a uh, club 1909 i'm not sure i've got to dig it out we've got everything in storage because this house is just in a state but um another one is the Red Army mm-hmm. game? Oh, I think it's like 1970 or something like that. That whole the whole Red Army mythos yeah. is such what an incredible story that is. They used to trounce everybody. The Red Army yep. team, like um, I don't think the Habs did all that well against them either. So on a couple of occasions, or at least once, I okay. think. Good. Maybe some listeners can help us out with that. I re- or Google. Right, or Google. But I remember, because I, I actually watched uh, one of the Red Army documentaries, and it might have been something else, and uh, documentaries. And um, Thank you. And I was, um, in particular, was saying how they were going on, like, their usual U.S.-Canada tour and just trouncing NHL teams left and right. It's just an embarrassment. Until they got to Philadelphia. And back then, the Philadelphia Flyers were like the bruiser team, right? And they apparently took it so hard to the Red Army team that they forfeited after the first period. <laughs> Who did? The Red Army team. They or, did? Or at least they were threatening to forfeit if the, if the, if the play continued to be as physical as, as it was being, apparently. It, it was a big to-do. It was either, I'm sorry, it was either the Flyers or the Detroit Red Wings. One of those two teams gave it to the Red Army team so... I would believe it about the Flyers. So physically that the Red Army team was like, we're not going to play with these people or something. They're hurting us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> speaking of that... Speaking of that... The elimination of the San Jose Sharks and... Basically, oh. Eric Carlson. Oh my! Oh yeah, mm. Eric Carlson. In that game on Whoa. Sunday, nobody 
every like everybody on the blues was finishing their fucking checks on Eric Carlson. Wow. He took so much punishment in that game that he did not play game six. Holy cow. And everybody knew that he was barely being held together to begin with. Yep. But obviously the instructions were. Yeah, it's quite a thing. Punish him. Quite a thing. I have no idea. Oh, by the way, congratulations, Veronica, on predicting the Stanley Cup final. (laughs) The Blues and the Bruins. Come on. What a crazy thing. And, 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 in. Okay, so let's talk about this final for a second. I don't want to brag. Well, you should. But I also did that second chance bracket. Oh, God. You know, after all of the big teams yep. were eliminated, I said, I'm going to do a second chance one, too. I arrived at the same conclusion in that one, too. St. Louis and Boston. That's awesome. Good job. Good call. I know. I think I, I, think I had the uh, the Penguins winning. The cup? Yeah. I have Boston winning the cup. That is uh, quite a thing. If that happens, I was talking to some of my hockey people today that I play with, and I said that if that does happen, I will go to Boston in Habs gear and a lawn chair, (laughs) and I'll have a sign made up stuck to my stick that says, God is dead, and I'll just sit there (laughs) watching the parade and see what kind of heckling happens because I figure that's that's good sportsmanship. That would be really funny. I think I I don't see how anybody... I might have to do that. I think I will. And yeah, are you going to be alone? Or, or will you have backup? Well, one of the guys that I play with is a big Bruins fan. so Okay, cool. So okay. there it is. Okay. Also, okay. I did find some interesting facts about the Habs' biggest comeback win. And it was apparently, according to the OurHistory.Canadians.com, it was against the Rangers in 2008. It was. Okay. They were trailing 5 nothing. 25 minutes into the game. 5 nothing, and ended up winning it in a shootout. <laughs> and I think like let's see how I think they got all their goals in like the third period too. Yeah. Or something it's people something were, crazy. People had like left. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People had left. And it was Saku Koivu with the shootout winner. That's Man, right. What an incredible thing. Mark Streit <laughs> was in that game. <laughs> and that was when you know Guy Carbonneau was coaching. I think. Wow, wow, what know. a time! What a time! I remember watching that game. I haven't even watched the one from the DVD. I would have. I would have. I think it was the Senators. I would have been having a heart attack. Well, the Senators. That was one of our really good comebacks. It was either in. I think it was either the thir- 12, 2013, 2014 season, or the twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen season, where. Beating the Senators started that big run into the playoffs. Okay. Right? And I remember there was a big... I remember, I think it was Craig Anderson was throwing a fit in overtime and all sorts of stuff. Or, or Craig Anderson. Something like that. I have nothing against Craig. He's never done anything bad. I think he poked. Is that the goalie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the Senators. They're a longtime goalie. Mm. Who's not yeah. Mike Condon. No. <laughs> no, not Mike Condon. Mike Condon not. has hair. And they hair. didn't hire Patrick Wah. And they did not hire they Patrick Wah. They did not. Wah. I chagrin. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's too bad. That yeah. It made it so much more of a tire fire. Oh, let's hire a narcissistic <clears throat> hothead. Yes. Instead, oh, they hired I wish they had. the assistant coach from the Leafs, a DJ Smith. 
and I don't know anything about him aside from the fact that he is there was the Leafs a uh, defensive coach and that makes yes. you do a big ponder. Had he been fired? I don't think so. Mm-mm. I mean, oh, okay. we would have known. I saw a conversation on Twitter just as I was scrolling through today. Somebody said it was F and Vini said, <clears throat> who the hell is DJ Smith? And um, hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. <laughs> it was Marco who I forget what his handle. Buster MD Polo. replied somebody who really, really needed a job. <laughs> and I was like, oh, had he been fired? I don't I don't think he was fired. I didn't though. understand that. That doesn't. Oh, I don't recall seeing DJ Smith and fired in the same sentence in the past week. Okay. Or let go or dismissed. I'm not sure. If I had read anything about that today, I would know the answer, but I didn't. But so. at the same time, <laughs> I also do not care about the Toronto Maple Leafs. No. So. No. Or the Senators. Yeah, no. the Senators not as much. I was kind of looking forward to them continuing to be a tire fire. And that would have been entertaining with Patrick Watt. <clears throat> but... I don't know. It's Maybe crazy. they were smart about that. Maybe the senders will pick up uh, Phil Kessel. I will light Ottawa on fire. Isn't myself. it Minnesota, the Wild, who are getting Kessel? Right, and I would feel so bad for Kessel because what has Minnesota would... have going for them? <laughs> they have nothing. Honestly, and they probably don't Oof. have. Actually, the only time they have good hot dogs is the Minnesota State Fair is lit right. as fuck. I'm like true story. I'm not even. I've heard stories. I have friends that they live there until this weekend and then they're moving to Seattle. Nice. Um, but they send me Snapchats all the time when they, every year when they go. I'm sorry, Beth? Yes. Did you say that you're going to be in Seattle? No, no, no. My friends, I have oh. friends that live in Minnesota and they're right. moving to Seattle oh, this right. weekend. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Oh, wow. I would love nice. to be in Seattle and then I would come up and see you. Uh, yeah, obviously. or I would go down there and see you. Yes, Whoa. obviously. If, now, if that ever happens, you will be the okay. first to know. I have Thank friends you. in Washington State. <laughs> sort see? of. I don't want to visit them, actually. Well, one of them I do. The other one I do not. So, But they live okay. together, so I can't go. Oh. You can go. You just can't. Not to say They live together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They... <laughs> <laughs> so that'll make it complicated. Anyway, so I put up a Twitter thing today. My bad. I made a tweet. And, Veruca, I don't know if you saw this tweet or not. So I heard that Phil Kessel may be on the trading block. <laughs> a lot of people are saying that he is. So I did a quick little search at our rosters, and I said, okay, how about we trade for Phil Kessel and give the Pens Lekkanen, Armia, and Houdon? I did not see that. Well, okay, so I put a poll up. Yes, I no. I love Phil Kessel. Yes, no, or you're an utter moron. Those are the three choices that I put up. No. So, with 182 votes, apparently it was very popular without any hashtags, uh, 29% <laughs> said yes. And I was like, wow, I feel so smart. <clears throat> 42% said no. And then, <laughs> the other, and then the other 29% said you utter moron. So, <laughs> essentially, two-thirds of that uh, polling was uh, against the idea of trading three players for one Phil Kessel. But it is an interesting thought. Beth had a much smarter trade idea where you mentioned, what was it, a second-round pick, one of our goalie prospects, and Chud. And and Chud, yeah. Hold on. 
Yes. And I think that'd be a lot smarter, but probably not enough for Phil to throw Kessel. A second and a third. You really like Phil Kessel. <laughs> I think two seconds awesome. and, like, a goalie prospect and, like, Joel Teasdale. What? I could live with that, I think, Phil to be Kessel's honest. good at hockey. Like, good, good. Yes. If he played for the Habs, he would be our top point guy. Yeah. He would be. Last year, last season, 92 points. Now, granted, and I mentioned this, and I mentioned this on Twitter before, he is playing with Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. Uh, yeah. However... For the Toronto Maple Leafs, every season, practically, quote-unquote, I don't have it in front of me, but for multiple seasons, I will say, he was over 60 points with the Maple Leafs when they were terrible. Terrible. Every year, Phil Kessel was with the Toronto Maple Leafs. He was their lead point getter. Then he goes over to the Penguins, and he becomes a pretty decent point getter and a two-time Stanley Cup champion. And uh, he's 31 years old, but he got his career high in points last season when he was 30. And then he lost 10 points. And he lost 10 points, and how many points he's got? Like the 80-whatever he got. That's outrageous. Outrageous. (laughs) You don't know where it comes from, but he does it. The hot dogs. (laughs) It has to be. And, and, and. Oh, and this is a good one. And Phil Kessel placed second, I think, unless I read this wrong, second in an all-star game for fastest skater. And who got first? Jonathan Drouin. Jonathan Drouin. Back in 2013 or 2014. I, I Again, I don't have it right in front of me, but Phil Kessel, he's a fast guy when he tries. So. Yeah. I'm just saying. He was underestimated him because of how he looks, which isn't his fault. Phil Kessel is what peak male performance looks like. <laughs> if you don't like it. And I wouldn't reject your problem. And he seems like a really nice a guy. He seems like a very nice guy, but I would not want to. I would not want to part ways with Armia and Lekkonen. Oh no, I know. No. See, Mm-mm. the only reason, the only real reason. See, when I made this whole thing, I didn't put a whole lot of thought against it. I love Lekkonen. I love Armia. Hudon. Yeah. He may not be a have. I just think he's. Well, he just lost his way for whatever reason. Um, but Lekin in our in Armia, um, you put their two point totals together, and they still can't beat Phil the Thrill. It's yeah. it's kind of outrageous <laughs> how that guy can find points. Um, and also Phil the Thrill, he's like uh, I think he's either six or six point five against the cap. He'll be more expensive than those two players, but. I thought it would be a good idea for the Penguins to at least trade for Lekin and Armia because they probably wouldn't have to pay for them as much as they pay for Phil Kessel and they can save on the cap a bit and get two quality players. But it's not going to happen. It was just just a thinky to-do that I did today. (laughs) He's a... I I, I see you extolling all his virtues and I don't disagree, (laughs) but he had a horrible time in Toronto. Oh, yeah. He had a really horrible time and was treated like shit. And he was just done by the time he was done. And I can't imagine him wanting to be under that sort of a microscope again in Montreal. Where they crucify you the minute that you make a, a bad move. Yes. 
I just, I, I can't see it. And I think that Bergevin is deliberately trying to, uh, you know, now, again, like we said last week, now Bergevin's got his team. And he he has a certain sort of, and I'm not saying that Phil Kessel doesn't have character, but it's got to be somebody who actually wants to play in that kind of environment. Like, I don't think that he would, I don't think he would love the idea at all. Yeah, I really wonder. I would I would love to see what his pajamas were. <laughs> yeah. Who would he be friends with? with we should ask his sister. No. Amanda? <laughs> yes. Like, I, I follow a Leah Kessel. Yeah, that's a that's a different one. Follow? Is, okay. That's a that's a different <laughs> one. That's a different one. Okay. Amanda's better at hockey than Phil, so Mm-hmm. That's he what said so say. himself. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I would love if the NHL just did like a, a like a quick little one on one between the two of them, like some puck keep away and whatnot. I would love to see them go against each other, interspliced with like a side by side interview. Exactly, something like <gasps> or that. Or if they did like that, um, like the newlywed game where it's like who does this, <laughs> and they have the signs that say <laughs> Phil and Amanda. <laughs> oh God, my heart. Uh, oh. That's Please awesome. don't die. I'll be sad. I'm here. It's okay. Hey, just tying in one last thing. Mm. There's two sort of tying in a couple of things. The, uh, the Guelph's game on Sunday, I want to say, um, the owner in between periods was talking to the panel on Sportsnet, and he had a he had a thing that he said about character that I was that had me wrapped. Oh, he is a great read, that guy. What a good can owner. I, yes, you may. Can I just read you these just five little tweets? Yes. He's, uh, he said, as an owner here at the Memorial Cup, I've enjoyed every minute of it, and that's what I've expressed to George and the players is enjoy it. I mm-hmm. want you to have fun. I want you to win. But there's four good teams, so make sure you take some of it in and make sure that you enjoy it. Make sure that your family, dot, 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 get everybody around for the great experience. And then on all the moves that he made at the deadline and then being down 3 nothing to London, quote, it's hard when you do that many moves. If I had any input during the trade deadline, which me and George talked for two or three weeks coming up to it, more of mine was to support him, to say, hey, we got to make some moves. I'm here to help you. So we checked on character. For me, character's huge. I think you guys know that, and as long as you back-check the character, if you're bringing in great players with great character, they'll find a way to win. Mm. They'll find a way to get through it, and luckily, we are here, but it's not all luck. I mean, they're good hockey players. Isn't that just the coolest when you're saying it? I'm like, okay, rewind, pause, I'm going to write this down. Yes. I thought yes. it was very good. It is Back good. Check the character. Mm-hmm. And that's where the whole character. If 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 Mark Bergevin had just explained it that way from the start, maybe they wouldn't have made fun of him for all these years talking about character. It's like, yes, let's find somebody who can play hockey. Yes, but somebody who, when the chips are down, are going to find a way to get through it. That's character. That's right. Amen. Yeah. 
And so, anyway, I was just talking about um, the kind of player that Brisbane is trying to bring in, or thinking about the kind of player that Brisbane is trying to bring in to um, this team that has been created in his vision. And um, I think that somebody like Phil Kessel, I think that he wouldn't want to touch the city of Montreal with a 10-foot pole. I wouldn't if I were him either, after what I was put through in Toronto. Yeah, but imagine going to Minnesota. Ooh, yeah. Versus going to Minnesota, that's a different matter. <laughs> that's what I, no, it's a, it's definitely a thing. So, No offense to our listeners in Minnesota. No, no absolutely not, Jenny. Minnesota has cool things, but the hockey, the hockey team is just not a good time. Yeah, mm. like I can't imagine going from like the city of champions, Pittsburgh, right? Isn't that yeah. one of the monikers? To the city of not champions, Minnesota. <laughs> it's just it's such a weird such a weird team in minnesota i just don't i don't know enough also so i'm kind of speaking from ignorance but i've seen them live <laughs> this past season i'm like that's a koivu i like him yeah that's all i got good name oh and freaking uh greg patterns on that team too <laughs> i saw Is him he on that team now? apparently I, forgot. Yeah. I saw him yeah. like skate by on the ice i was like whoa frog no comment. That's, that's where they got sent off to. And then um, J- JT Brown's on that team. That is cool, though. JT Brown is a yes. good, good person. He is a good person. Um, I follow his wife on Instagram, and she does good things. Yes. Okay. We have to cut to the person that we're talking about this week. Okay. So, tell me what you like about Carrie Price. Everything. 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 He is a gift. He is the franchise, the face of La Canadienne de Montréal. Carey Price, number 31, 31. All-star, one time, because he didn't want to go, wait, maybe twice, three times, four? He was Five, injured, actually? He was a couple injured times this, at least. A couple of times. He was injured this last time. Hockey reference is incorrect. As usual. Because, um, well, no, it's good this time. But no, let me. I had a little write up on Carey Price just to go over some of the things he's done in his life. Carey Price was drafted in the first round, fifth overall by the Habs in 2005, which was controversial if you listen to Pierre Maguire. Mm-hmm. Um, which we do not. Which we do not. Which we don't. No, we so do not. No problem. Since being drafted in 2005, Carey Price has cemented himself as being the quintessential goal tender of this generation of hockey. Uh, Ken Dryden said it best that the Montreal Canadiens always have a good goaltender. The one ceremony that's from the one ceremony that they had back when I think it was either the games played record or or passing uh, uh, Patrick Waugh in wins. One of those records and they had that nice video tribute. Ken Dryden has the money quotes about Carey Price every oh, time something happens. Absolutely. Ab- he's, he's, speaking of gifts, Yeah, Ken Dryden is a gift. And yet another great goaltender for our beloved Canadian de Montreal. Yeah. Now, drafted in the first round, fifth overall. Uh, this season, he played 66 games. He had 35 wins, 24 losses, four shutouts, a 2.49 ga- goals against average, and a 9.18 save percentage. Now, statistically, 
in games where goaltenders played over 41 games in a season, so they played more than half the season, Carey Price placed 8th in save percentage, 8th in goals against average of the entire NHL, and 6th place in shutouts. This season, this season, Carey Price secured his 300th career win on December 20th, 2018. He played in his 600th career game in on uh, February 9, 2019. 100th? 600th. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> 100th. That's okay. Okay, yeah. 600th. And he also surpassed Jacques Plante to be the all-time wins record holder for the Habs. Real Canadians. Over their Holy entire shit. history. A hundred plus years, and it is Carey Price at the top. And in multiple ways, too. Currently, Carey Price has 321 total wins under his belt. But he's also the leader in, as I said, wins. He's the leader in shots against. He has faced 18,497 pucks defended. (laughs) He has made over... He has made almost 17,000 saves for the Habs. Both first place. Shots against and saves, first place. He has the most minutes played as a Montreal Canadian for, with uh, 36,788 minutes on the ice representing the Habs in the crease. Uh, aside from that... He has 321 yeah. wins altogether, which places him in 28th all-time in the NHL. And that will only get better, of course. Yep. That's fucking amazing. It's astounding. And, of course, we have to consider uh, the year where he really cemented his greatness was in the 2014-2015 season. When he became the winner of the Hart Trophy, the Jennings Trophy, the Pearson Trophy, and the coveted Vesna Trophy. Vesna. All four pieces of hardware in one year where, of course, that 2014-15 season was one to remember for the Habs. And that's Carey Price. I'd like to say about that season that, um, I think it was 2010. Mm-hmm. The year that they made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Final, but with Yaroslav Halak. Yes. And Carey Price had lost his job. Um, he verified rumors that had gone around about um, Andrei Markov <laughs> reading him the riot act and giving him all kinds of hell about showing up to practice or showing up to the gym or showing up unprepared and like all this kind of stuff. And that summer, uh, Bob Gainey believed in him and doubled down and traded away Halak. And, uh, Carrie Price was a different Carrie Price after that. And a lot of it, I, I mean, I wouldn't say a lot of it is attributable to Markov, but Andre Markov famously, um, gave him all kinds of hell for not living up to his potential and, you know, being a detriment to his team. And it seemed like he took it really seriously because he did a lot of growing up in Montreal, Carey Price. 
like he was obviously he's obviously always been um it's that he has a lot of talent but um i guess there were times that he didn't show up or or could have done better and and there wasn't a really good excuse for not doing it that way and andre markov set him straight andre that's markov. a cool story that nobody talks about andre markov set him straight yeah Wow. It is. No, it's an incredible thing. Um, I don't even know what there is to say about Carey Price. You know. I have things to say. Good. I, I can go after Beth. Um, mine, mine isn't long. Um, so my first two Montreal Canadiens games, I did not get to see Carey play. Um, he was injured. That was the season where Mike Condon was uh, the starter and did an yeah. amazing job. Um, so my first, the first game that I got to see Carrie Price play um, was the 16-17 season when they, um, their first game in Boston. And it was so hard to take my eyes off of Carrie Price and watch the rest of the game. Like, seeing him in person, like, just watching all the things that he does, how focused he is, the way he moves. Like, yeah, you see it on TV or whatever, but seeing him do it in person is just insane. And then in March... he watches the puck. Exactly. And then in March, I was able to sit behind him for a period, and I wanted to cry just because, like, seeing, being, like, I've seen him play now... Um, this was my third time seeing him play, but now I was close. I was up close and I got to see more details and little intricacies of how he plays the game. And then mm. just being that close to somebody that I admire and respect and that is just so good at what they do was incredible. And then he's just a really great person in general. But yeah. The. Yeah. Um... The only thing I can probably say about Price, and we're running out of time now, is that when I uh, – what's that there? When I staked out uh, the Bellagio <laughs> and, and got um, a few pictures with some of the teammates, of course, Kerry Price eventually walks out. And um, you know, I hit my mom. I'm like, Mom, that's Kerry Price. And she's like, what? Oh, shit. <laughs> right? And she's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, stay here. She's like, okay, do you want your marker? No, no time. There's no time for, <laughs> for, for like signing stuff. I was really, I was honestly trying to find a Weber, but he wasn't at the breakfast. I think he was already at the rink. He's, he's that's just so Shea Weber. So <laughs> Shea Weber. And who was late? Jonathan <laughs> Thruen. Anyway, so, so I go, I go jogging essentially down the hall. I was like... It's like, excuse me, Mr. Price, <laughs> to again, somebody, and I've, I've mentioned this before, somebody that I could have been a classmate with in high school, but <laughs> it's just, it's the level of bearing that somebody, uh, you know, of his um, athletic ability has, and he was as cool as a cucumber, dialed in, you know, and I got my picture, said mm -hmm. I'm a big fan, you know, I had my moment with Carey Price, and uh, that was pretty awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah. 
Holy cow. Yeah, I just... I just wanted to mention about how we all know the story about Carrie Price, about who, how he was born in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and then his mom uh, and his mom and dad wanted to move back to Anaheim Lake so that he could be close to his indigenous roots and in you know in that community and everything else. And because when he wanted to play, his you know he 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 started to play hockey with his dad on the creek behind his house when he was three. And his dad was a goalie, so he taught him some of the, the, you know, some of the, some goalie moves and all of that stuff. But he never pushed him to be a goalie. And uh, the, the, when he wanted to, he was nine years old, and he wanted to play organized hockey. And the closest place to do that was Williams Lake, which was a four-hour drive minimum away. And they did that three times a week until Jerry Price finally just bought a plane. <laughs> yeah. But so we Incredible. all know that story. Yes. But. So when he, um, um, th- there was another story again by Arpin Basso dropping that name again, but he, there was Hi, a Arpin. crazy story. Hi Arpin. Uh, a couple of weeks ago that he wrote, that was this, just this whole meandering odyssey of how Carrie Price got his name. And, uh, you know, all of these different elements were brought into this story, different people, different stories, different life stories. And it was, it's a really cool article. And if you don't subscribe to the athletic, um sorry but if you do you should check this out if you haven't it's a long read so get ready to sit down it took me a few days of (laughs) coming back to it to get through it but i wanted to read two paragraphs from it if that's okay yes please okay uh, this is Jerry Price. When he and I were playing on the creek, we had goalie pads and we play, we'd play goalie games and stuff like that, but I never pushed him to be a goalie at all. It was his choice entirely. He was a good player. He had a hard shot and he was a good skater. He probably still thinks what would have happened if he'd never played goalie because he was always big and strong and could really shoot the puck for a kid that age. I remember taking him to hockey school once and he'd probably be eight or so, seven or eight, and they'd get all these kids lined up and have a kid behind the net with a radar gun to see how fast he could shoot. They would dribble them into the net and it would be 20 kilometers per hour or whatever. So the kid would always be leaning on the back of the net, holding this gun, and Gary wound up, Gary wound up and zinged one past his ear. He was always big and strong for his age and was excited at being good at whatever he did. When he was around 10, Price spent the whole season playing defense until there was a postseason tournament for teams made up of indigenous youth. The team didn't have a goalie, Jerry Price. He hadn't played goal all year, but he decided he would play goal that game. He played good. He played good, but they still got blown out. It was a pretty good team. But after that game, he just said, well, I'm going to be a goalie. He's been a goalie ever since. Yeah, Price said. I think I got lit up for a dozen in that game. <laughs> so Never he goes again. to play a hockey game where he gets dominated. <clears throat> and he's like, well, I guess I better become good at this then. Ten years old. Incredible. He gets in goal. He gets lit up for a game. And then he's like, well, I guess this is what I'm going to do then. Because I'm good at everything else. So now I'm going to do this. <laughs> I, that's a good story. I do it's like that It's so story. good. Now, it's, my, it's my favorite part of that story. I just ran some numbers um, that I thought were super interesting. And we might have to conclude with this. So, Carey Price has been playing for the Habs, for the, or just playing hockey, for the past 12 years. That's the years active he is. 
Um, so he has 321 wins. Martin Brodeur is the all-time winningest goalie in the history of the NHL with 691 wins. His career spanned 24 years. 24. If Price plays another decade in the NHL, it's not out it's not completely out of reason to say that he can't reach Martin Brodeur. No, of course not. It'd be oh god, it might be a bit of a stretch. He'd have to have a, some damn good seasons, but it's not impossible. He he's definitely going to be top 10 by the time he's over. And of course, Jacques, and of course, Jacques Plante has one more record that Price has to beat. Jacques Plante has 437 total wins. Price has 321. Has a lot of catching up to do with old Plante. Well, he's got a lot of years left. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Now, that is to say, there are three active goaltenders above Plante right now. That being Marc-Andre Fleury, Henrik Lundqvist, and who else? Number three overall all time. He's an oldie, but he's a goodie. Hashik? Mm-mm. You mean active? Active. Um. Not Hank, not the flower, but... Oh, Hank. No, not Hank. No, okay. not Hank. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're going to hate me. You're going to hate me. Roberto Luongo. Luongo. Which is incredible. So I love him. He is great. Yeah. But yeah. Good person too. Yeah. What, yeah. A, what a backup he would be for Price. No shit. Holy crap. I brought right. that up at, at one of my last family conversations and almost got my head bitten off. Yeah. Because it's like the the prevailing uh, notion is that Luongo is in Florida forever. Period. The end. Because that's where his wife wants to be. And that's it. Oh, yeah. That's a very good point. Who wants to go from Florida to Montreal where it's, I mean, nice. Yeah. Like, fun. It would be fun, though, it would to play be your final fun. season in Montreal. <laughs> He's right. from Montreal, right? That yes. was my whole basis for that conversation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then I got shot down. Well, those people are just rude. I know. Rude. That's my little brother. God damn it. <laughs> What's his name, girl? Andrew? <laughs> his name is Andy. Damn it, Andy. Andy. <laughs> Whatever. All right. <laughs> his name's actually Andres. Andres. But we call him Andy. Come on, Andres! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's like, Luongo ain't going nowhere. I guess not. So but, stop it. But that's the time we got. So, Carey Price, thank God we got him. Thank God. Yes. We would be in dire straits without him. No. Completely oh, I don't even dire. want to imagine. Exactly. Oof. And... We can only expect more greatness because of him. No pressure. In the yes. future. No, it's just, it's a given at this it's point. It's a fact. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with that, we'll say goodnight. And bye. Thank you. Thank Goodbye. You. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Yep. Bye. I wonder why they're... Oh, yeah.